0: Thanks for tuning in to Mining Matters. Hi, my name is Jose Sanchez from Hexagon Radio. Hexagon is celebrating a golden anniversary of powerful innovation and partnership as Hexagon Mine Plan turns 50. Here to discuss the history and change within the portfolio are portfolio manager, Mark Poulian, product manager, Seth Gehring, and principal mine planning specialist, Ernesto Vivas. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Hi Jose, I to be here. Hey Jose, great to join you today. Hey guys,
1: thank you for having us.
0: I'm gonna start with uh, an open question. 50 years is a huge milestone. Let's look back. What was mind planning like before computer software? Describe some of the challenges that were around.
1: Um, I could help answer that question, Jose. I have been around uh, some of our clients that have been around for a long time and they have described what it was like 50 years ago running around town with a whole bunch of punch cards, because um, that's how they did computing back then. Uh, what's interesting is that if you go back even further back, like 100 years ago, you'll find out that the inventor of the punch card tabulated machine was actually a mine engineer that you know went to become an, an IBM <laughs> employee later on. And in fact, there's a lot of uh, connections that, that come from that, because it was also IBM that later uh, developed a uh, Fortran, which is a computer uh, programming language that even the NASA use to this day when they have like a critical mission. Uh, but there are other things like, uh, for example, all the pit optimization routines that were developed in the 60s were also developed by a couple of engineers called and uh, Grossman that also happened to work at IBM. And that, around that same time of the 60s, uh, we were using those those algorithms in our computer software to do pit optimization, because we had like one of the first uh, pit optimizations in the industry, but it was a little bit uh, slow. The computers were slow and the algorithms were slow, so people were actually adopting more the floating cone. Um, it was faster, uh, but as the computers advanced, like in the '90s and stuff, then you know, like the gained popularity again, and then even other algorithms like the pseudo flow. Uh, came out, and um, you know, like things have continued to evolve and improve, and you know, we're doing like optimization for schedules, and you know, the whole computer and information systems has has grown a lot. But um, you know, it all started with the punch cards.
0: That's really cool, uh, Seth. I'm going to ask you the next question. Um, just about your experience. Um, what was your first experience with MindPlan like? Um, you know, what, what were your impressions, and how how was that first sort of meeting with MindPlan? And also, how long have you been using uh, MindPlan software? That's a great question, Jose. Um, and actually, my first experience
2: uh, using MindPlan was was working for a different company. So I was a I was a contractor, and we were working on a, a geophysics project at a mine in Mexico. Um, we really needed to get some data uh, from about the leach pad where we were working with uh, from the surveyors. Uh, so we went uh, to go find the surveyor office. We found the surveyors uh, and they were using mine plan at the time. So we sat down with them, uh, explained what we needed, what we were trying to achieve. And they were able to get the information to us that we needed, the, the, the three dimensional um, profiles of the, the leach pad where we were working, uh, plus some other information that was important for the project uh, at that time, I was using uh, GIS systems, which are, have some limitations. They're only 2D, and they don't have very—they're uh, not always very strong on the processing side. So, I was really impressed with the 3D visualization and the modeling capabilities of that software. And about a year later, um, I, I applied to work at Mindsight, or now Hexagon, uh, called MyPlan, uh, to work on the platform. And I've been using the tools uh, for the past 10 plus years. And I, I still really enjoy working on new challenges with customers and and uh, working with the platform and learning what we can do with the the tools.
0: Thank you, Seth. Um, and Mist, I know you have uh, always been very very. Uh, big on um, how our software can help with productivity, profitability, how it can make a difference. Uh, could you describe some of your more memorable interactions with customers where you realize that, where you realize um, that the difference that P- MindPlan can make on productivity and profitability?
1: Uh, absolutely. That's a really good question, and I, I like that. How you and how you ask the question because the truth is that at the beginning, I didn't know. <laughs> you know you start working with the clients and you help them and you realize like, oh, like we're working on a budget plan., Ooh, we're working on a life of mine plan. You know either either way, these plans, they have a value and they have some key indicators and parameters which you know have a lot of uh, ramifications and streams. Not just for the mine planning team, but for everybody else from the plan to like environmental, legal, etc. Um, so I started to realize the importance of that. That you know when we say that you were gonna produce X amount of tons or grade, that there was a value, a cost associated with all of that, and that it had to be met. So it it was really really interesting, and I started to realize that the reason that I was with them was to help them improve. That improve that plan, improve the value, improve the profiles of the truck hours, of the quality parameters, et cetera. So I started to uh, write about it and and make note about it. And yeah, there have been a few cases that I can remember, which we have documented well, uh, in which productivity and profitability have been, you know, like very, very uh, exposed, which a lot of clients don't like to expose that uh, for, Confidential confidentiality reasons, but uh, in some cases they have. Um, I can tell you, for example, uh, in the case of Peña, Colorado was one case that was published in the mining engineering magazine. And it, it said like how many, it was like $25 million that they were able to save and improve um, by improving the haulage routes and by basically, uh, having a dumping charge which was optimized. But that was like one of many factors because there were other other technology that they were applying from hexagon, like the flip management system, the slopes, because you know everything has to be done safely. So there are other things that come into play uh, which will help you um, achieve that value. And you know like those stories may also be documented separately. Like I have had other stories that are also uh, memorable. Uh, In fact, talking about the mining engineering magazine, it's October, and I just got the October issue, and in the October issue, there is a paper that we published uh, for a memorable case study in the mines of New Caledonia, in which you're trying to make the mine more profitable, but you're subject to environmental regulations, so you're a lot more limited in what you can do, so it's really, really important that you even try to, like, get the most value out of it because it's a marginal... Like when the costs are so high, uh, it's even more important that you realize and uncover value by using our tools. And one great, great example that we also published, we published this a couple of years ago, they are really good users and they use our tools, et cetera, et cetera. And I was helping them with a project and I just noticed that they were not using multi-period optimization for their five-year budget plan, which is basically year by year. And I asked them, you know, like, have you tried it? You know, like, give it a chance, and they did. But because it takes a little bit more time, sometimes they don't do it, but in this case, they did it, and it didn't take that much more time. But when you run the multi-period optimization, yeah, it improved their cutoff, it improved their value of the project, and uh, it was a little tweak that uncovered a lot of value, just like you said. Thank you, Ernesto.
0: Uh, Seth? Um, you're you're an integral part of of the, the development team as as a product manager. Um, you know, you and Mark both influence so much of what happens uh, in our software and what what the priorities are. Um, there's been recent improvements. Uh, what are some of those recent improvements? This is going to be one of my first questions. But also, um, you know. The, not only that, that our users can take advantage of these uh, new improvements, but also how often and and uh, how important is is the customer feedback um, on those improvements? Uh, how much uh, does that uh, weigh on those improvements and the decision to take certain improvements over others?
2: Thanks, Jose, and I, I agree. I think um, Ernesto hit the nail on the head. With the um with the description there of this positive interaction and the uh, the importance of, of that and uh, focusing on the roi with and partnering with our customers on these solutions um uh, to answer the question you know how um often are improvements inspired by our customer feedback 100 percent so every one of our the tools and the uh the the new features that we put into our development uh, roadmap are all based on customer feedback uh they're all built on the uh the relationships we have with our existing customers and really going to the sites and listening to the, what their challenges are and and uh and trying to target as much as possible the uh, the solutions we can that they're going to improve their efficiency uh, performance and uh, the ultimate the ROI for the operation i remember uh in our old building we had a hallway uh that that would stretch you know all the way across the building and there were there's pictures that went all the way back you know 10 20 30 years of uh, of the training sessions and the interactions we've had with our customers and uh after a while of looking at those you you know those people well you know what they're, you know the sites they work at you know the pain points that they're work, that they have been working on and you know uh what you've been in the training with them you've helped them through problems and so uh the, so knowing those um those um the challenges that they're feeling and and being able to work with the customers um, to deliver those improvements is is uh, is definitely um, one of the one of the, uh, the the things that we put a lot of emphasis on in our tools and it's you know really all of our feedback all those people have contributed to the uh, to our platform and making it uh, continuously evolve over time. I think uh, some of the most the most recent improvements that our customers see today are, uh, are of course in mp3d we we always continue to add, uh, usability and, and functionality features into the core platform, uh, MP3D. Uh, some of the newest features we have there, uh, hotkeys. Uh, so being able, to, we've heard from a lot of our customers, they want to do their workflows faster and easier, uh, less button clicking. So we've added this uh, the hotkeys option to really enable our users to, to get their work done more quickly. Also, uh, some other tools, uh, remote folder, being able to share information more easily, and then the new Reserve 4.0 that we are uh, will be releasing soon. It's going to add some performance improvements to our existing reserve calculations. So um, the, all of these feature improvements, again, they're driven by our customer feedback. And general, we're hearing from our customers they want it. They want the tools to work faster, easier, and with better integration. So that's uh, where uh, the, the majority of our time is being spent right now.
0: That's awesome, Seth. Thank you so much. Um, that's, that's really exciting stuff. And we're always looking forward to seeing the, the newest and, and latest uh, improvements and enhancements. Um, the last question, Mark, goes to you, and it's really uh, a big one. Um, the question is, how will MindPlan develop and improve in the next uh, year? And maybe even looking forward to the next fifty years, if if you could kind of extend a little bit further out, uh, we'd love to hear what what what
3: the plan uh, is. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Jose. So, for our customers and just for the industry in general, the future looks just really bright. Now, over over the next year, the the, the planning portfolio at Hexagon Mining, we're we're developing a number of different technologies that are going to enable integrations with. Other parts of our of our mining division to deliver really seamless interactions between our sort of geological modelling, mine design, scheduling, operations that we've the, the, you know products that we've got in the uh, in the mine planning portfolio, but also those in the operations portfolio like the, uh, the fleet management systems, as well as um, you know business intelligence reporting and uh, analytics and equipment automation systems and all these things. Um, so on a number of fronts, our customers are going to see us bring really robust products and, and integrations that deliver market leading and really industry changing functionalities that are all going to be built on uh, on cutting edge technology really that's uh, that's that is where we are right now um and you know as abstract as that sounds that description does actually apply to a number of our projects from which you know a vast majority of our customers are going to see a substantial degree of value be it better performance in our existing products or the higher levels of stability or reliability, um, to you know, the ability to switch between functions um, from you know multiple solutions seamlessly. You know, it improves interactivity and improves the the general user experience. It just improves the the workflow just in a general sense. We're being much more customer driven and much more focused on how our customers experience our products, and you know, much more importantly, is how they actually accomplish their goals and deliver the expectations that they set for their leadership. Um, you know, and for us, that means we have to deliver to the expectations that not only we set for ourselves, but the expectations that our customers have of us as well, uh, moving into that, that bright future. In terms of, um, I guess to answer the second party question, in terms of what we can expect uh, long-term, like we're already seeing... Early stages of artificial intelligence implementations, you know, internally, and we're already looking at how we can use AI and machine learning algorithms to make our customers' lives easier, and you know, reduce their workloads and um, grant them the ability to analyze different scenarios using ranges of parameters, just making simpler and and uh, much more efficient um, decision making, um, and, and much better business outcomes as a result of that decision making. Uh, the sooner we can make um, educated decisions about anything, we can we we vastly reduce the amount of time that it gets. We have to make that um, make that positive impact on the business, uh, which is really really important because mining, the mining industry, and just operational mines moves so quickly. Um, you know, the, a decision that you make today may not have the impact that uh, that you'd want it to have if you made it three days from now. But, you know, that's just one example of how the back-end technology is going to change how surveyors, CEOs, and mining engineers go about their daily business. There's also the the uh, the end-user-facing part of these experiences that's going to change dramatically. Uh, right now, the vast majority of your interactions with technology at mine sites happens, uh, I guess at the professional level, happens at, uh, at uh, as part of a desktop experience. Someone sits down at a desk in an office, boots up a computer, runs a piece of software on a desktop or a laptop machine. Um, but, you know, as, as we... Progress, you know, a, a, as we move towards uh, more sophisticated technology, and as that technology develops, the more will move away from that uh, office-locked uh, experience uh, to to a scenario where we've got, uh, you know, mobile and cloud-based technologies that allow for a maximum maximum mobility, so that people who are, you know, field staff can take their data with them, visualise it wherever they need to, run analyses, and you know, gain. Fast insights, quickly and efficiently, allowing them to really adjust their operational approaches and be responsive to that ever-changing landscape on uh, on mine sites, and just be as effective as possible. Um, that level of access to information is going to make all of our customers' operations far more productive, more efficient, uh, you know, better for stakeholders, better for the operational environment, um, much higher level of uh, uh, much higher level of ability to be reactive. Um, and be proactive as well. Yeah, efficiency drives benefits on all these fronts. So I think that the, uh, yeah, the impact there is going to be profound. And in the future, it's entirely possible we see you know, staff exposed to dangerous mine sites. And I mean, I'm talking quite a, quite a distance away. I mean, probably the next 15, 20 years we're, we're, we're talking now. Um, yeah, it's entirely possible there are mines out there that just won't need human interaction anymore. Those people will be um, you know, focused on a different set of tasks, same number of people doing the same film, the, running the same operation, just doing very different things uh, rather than sourcing information and processing it and analyzing it and doing all, all sorts of things like this. There, there'll be much more um, uh, decision-making and much more sort of uh, oversight and management and um, uh, a, a lot less of the, uh, the hands-on work will be done by people. I think a lot of that will become uh, automated and, um, just generally a lot uh, a, a lot more efficient the the people's time will be spent on much uh, higher impact things yeah it's uh, it's fascinating and it's uh, it's actually very exciting
0: no I totally agree with you mark I think you know our company in general hexagon is always pushing towards uh, you know a future that that brings automation into everything and I think we, we fit right in there exactly as you're saying um, the future looks really, really exciting. Thank you so much for that insight. Um, a big thank you to our guests, Mark, Ernesto and Seth. For more information about today's topic, visit hexagonmining.com. To listen to additional episodes of Mining Matters, visit hexagonspotlight.com. And thank you so much for tuning in.